Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective. Today, I have a returning guest and actually the most popular guest we've ever had on the channel, who's Eitan Fischberger. So, hey, Eitan, how's it going? Hi, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, so the last time we had you was, I think, about three weeks ago, um, and we had you on talking about UNRWA. Um, so maybe just for people who um, haven't watched the previous episode, why don't you just very quickly give us a summary of why were we talking to you about UNRWA? Why, why are we having you back? What's going on? Uh, sure. So to make a very long story short, uh, UNRWA has obviously been on everyone's radar for a few years now. It's uh, it's this UN agency that uh, has been known to have links to Hamas and to incite violence and terror uh, to Palestinians in the Gaza Strip and in the West Bank and elsewhere. Uh, and I came across, I think it was the first day of January, a Telegram group of uh, 3,000 UNRWA teachers. For those who aren't aware, Telegram is kind of like uh, an encrypted social media platform where users can be relatively uh, anonymous. Uh, and so they have this, uh, they, they have this feeling of, uh, you know, uh, uh, invulnerability because they they can just kind of say whatever they want. Uh, and I stumbled upon them glorifying the October 7th Hamas massacre uh, and, uh, you know, Hamas in general and, and singing the praises of the, the horrific crimes that we saw on October 7th. Uh, I made a, a thread about it on X, which went semi-viral uh, and it got picked up by an amazing organization called UN Watch. Uh, which everyone should follow and look into if they haven't already. And uh, it's uh, kind of blew up from there. They took a deep dive into the into the channel. And they, what was amazing about the channel was that there was actually an Excel sheet that one of the teachers uploaded onto it that had the names, contact information, ID numbers, and uh, UNRWA contract details of 1,800 UNRWA teachers in the Gaza Strip. Uh, and so UN Watch was able to use its uh, you know considerable resources to cross-reference and cross-examine and analyze all the data to make sure that it was accurate. Uh, and then they turned it into a report uh, and they released that report. And then that coincided with a congressional hearing in the U.S. that took place on Tuesday where they presented the findings, make a very long story short. Oh, and that coincided, I think, Morgan, correct me if I'm wrong, with reports that were coming out in the New York Times and in the Wall Street Journal that maybe 12 members of UNRWA, uh, employees of UNRWA, were participants in the October 7th massacre and that 10% of all of UNRWA's staff in Gaza, so that's 1,200 people, uh, are members of either Hamas or the Islamic Jihad, which are both uh, terrorist organizations. So, And then a lot of countries started to defund uh, UNRWA. Whether they'll remain defunded remains to be seen, uh, but that's, I think, where we are right now, unless I missed anything major. No, I think you got it. Um... And I guess what's um, so remarkable about this is um, the mainstream media seems to have really picked up on this, I think, around the 20th of this month. But you were along on this story, um, you know, very early on. I know Razi's very proud about having had you on very early. I think the video with you was probably one of the first on YouTube talking about this. Um, I think the UN Watch report probably came out just a day or two after we had you on. So it was all very early on. And something notable, just thinking back about that interview, I think Razi asked you towards the end, Kind of where do you think this is going and you seemed a bit uncertain that this would lead to to much effects um so were you surprised when you saw all these reports about um the defunding going on and you know all that kind of stuff um i mean i was surprised in the sense that i mean listen this should have happened years ago right this should have happened when the the bad shenanigans that Uner has been up to was was exposed in 2004 i mean we, i think i saw a video this week from an incident that took place in 2004 where hamas or terrorists i don't know there's too many terror groups, but uh, they were 
firing on IDF officers. They just killed six IDF officers in the, maybe it was Janine or something, one of the cities in the West Bank. And then they hopped into an UNRWA ambulance and they scurried off. And it's like, and everyone acknowledged it. UNRWA acknowledged the incident. Other UN agencies acknowledged the incident. Everyone knew that this was happening since 2004, but like nobody, nobody was doing anything about it. So uh, I'm happy that uh, the defunding has started, but it should have happened long ago. Um, so it wasn't surprising in that sense, but it was surprising at the same time. Um, but I mean, I'll try to remain similarly um, cautiously optimistic. I, I hope this continues. It should continue. I already see inklings from various governments, including the U.S. government, unfortunately, that indicate that they might resume the funding or U.N. agencies, other ones like the WHO or other bodies might like supplement the funding deficiencies that UNRWA is experiencing now. That'd be a drastic mistake. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I saw that uh, Philip Lizarini, who's the kind of head of UNRWA, had said that basically they would go bust by the end of February, right? So so the, the idea that this is going to be a temporary defunding is quite disappointing because it wouldn't actually take very long for these countries to hold out for basically UNRWA to, to go bust. Um, and so, and so you, know, you, know what, you know what's also, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know what's uh, driving me crazy, and maybe the audience will feel the same way, is that, you know, Ken Roth, the, the, the former head of Human Rights Watch, he's, he's bad news. He's always, you know, unjustly maligning Israel and unjustly condemning it and calling it apartheid and all, all those smears. And him and, and guys like him keep having this this talking point of like, nobody nobody's giving us an alternative suggestion for UNRWA. If UNRWA gets dismantled or defunded, who's going to take care of the Palestinian refugees? Now, leaving aside the question of whether the Palestinians nowadays should even be considered refugees, I personally don't think so. But let's let's say for the sake of the conversation that they are, you know, Ken Roth and guys like him are saying, well, who's going to take care of the Palestinian refugees? Nobody's offering a... An alternative, even a, a column in the Washington Post from the, the columnist, I think it was Josh Rogan yesterday or two days ago, said, who's going to take care of the refugees? There's this agency, right, called the UN High Commission for Refugees, which takes care of 70 plus million displaced people all across the world. They have the means, they have the staff, they can take whatever budget UNRWA is not getting, and, and they can take care of the refugees, theoretically. So this idea that like without UNRWA, the entire, you know, system is going to collapse nobody's going to take care of the palestinians is is bizarre and it's it's just not based in reality at all so i don't mean to cut you off but i had to make sure that i got that point across <laughs> no for sure um and the reaction to this has been well revealing in lots of ways i think i mean first of all from the un itself what did you make of gutierrez's response because he basically said this is shocking but please don't stop funding this organization basically no matter what unra does then they should keep getting funding from Western nations, which is yeah. ext extraordinary, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and also what 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 I thought was the most revealing and also just bizarre is he kept saying he has this line that he says, uh, we will we will hold them accountable. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're the like you're the U.N. You let first of all, you let this happen and you knew this yeah. was happening for 20 years plus and you still let it happen. And second of all, what means do you have at your disposal to hold them accountable? I, I don't understand. You can't. In, in print, like, what are you going to do? And he hasn't laid that out. And I've seen people asking him in, in press conferences and on, on the internet and Twitter or whatever. Uh, and they said, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to hold them, them accountable? And he never responds. He has no answer. He evades because there, there is no way for him to hold them accountable. So the entire system itself is, is broken in that sense. 
Yeah. And and so then then beyond the UN, I guess, with the media response, what have you made of that? Because at least in the UK, the response has been um completely detached, I thought, from the fact of what kind of is coming out. So basically people saying stuff like, well, look, this is just 12 people, therefore you're punishing the whole population of Gaza, or you're criticizing a whole organization just which employs well, is it twelve or thirteen thousand people just right. on the basis of um of twelve. Just in Gaza alone, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, I would like to know from those people that are saying that, what is the acceptable number, right? What is the, so, okay, so 12 isn't okay, but what about 100? Like, let's say there were 100 UNRWA staff who were, who were, because usually when they say that, a lot of those people who are saying, oh, it's just 12 employees, they never really give a clear answer of what number would, would warrant in their eyes the defunding of UNRWA. Is it 100? Is it 200? Is it 300? I've never gotten a straight answer. Um but I mean, to me, it's 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 absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm going to use a very juvenile metaphor or analogy. I don't know the word, but uh, it's it's if you have a a bowl of M and M's, and there are 1,200 M and M's, or or there's there's whatever, however many M and M's in the bowl, and you know that 12 of these M and M's can kill you if you eat it. Are you going to want to eat from the bowl? Probably not. And so you have this organization that has 12,000 employees in the Gaza Strip alone, uh, 30,000 altogether, if I'm not mistaken. You have 1,200 based on intelligence assessments that uh, 1,200 are involved with Hamas and the PIJ. And those are just the ones that are directly involved, right? Uh, you know, and then there's 12 who actively took part in the uh, in the massacre. I mean, I think it's crazy. As far as the media, um, the media's response has been the least surprising. The, the media also has a, an incentive to gin up controversy and, and blow things out of proportions. And so it's just it just fits there their overall MO. And so I'm not surprised that they're painting this picture as it's it's so catastrophic, even though, like I said before, there are other agencies that could theoretically pick up the slack. Uh, sure. And I guess, I guess in a way they are catastrophizing, but at the same time, they're minimizing, they're minimizing the seriousness of what's going on in a way, which is what's so extraordinary. And do you think, do you think that's earnest, like an earnest reaction? Cause I think I kind of have to wonder whether they're deliberately sticking their head in the sand about it, to be honest. Um, because like what other if this were an organization which were sort of not they weren't favorable to would they really just say oh this is just 12 people whereas as you say um the actual number of people who are complicit has to be so much larger and the israeli intelligence estimates is that it's about 10 percent. sure and also you know anyone who who has been in the army which in israel's most of us uh you know or anyone who has any experience in any intelligence agency pretty much anywhere in the western world will tell you that you know the information that Israel put out or that governments will put out about things like this, it's it's always um, the information that they're 100% sure about. So when Israel says there's 1,200 uh, UNRWA workers in Gaza who are uh, connected to Hamas or, or Islamic Jihad, those are the 1,200 that they can say pretty much beyond a shadow of a doubt are connected to Hamas and PIJ. They're all the ones that they're 90% sure about that they probably wouldn't include in the list. They're all the other familial relations. They're the ones who are tangentially connected that they won't name in the list. And so... You know, it's, yeah, and again, as far as whether the media is earnest or not, I'll try not to, um, you know, impugn the motives of everyone in the media. I think that certain outlets, absolutely, they're, they're certain outlets, I would say, are being earnest, and, and certain outlets are definitely, definitely not, especially the ones who purport to be experts in the field, like guys like, like I mentioned before, Ken Roth, Ken, Ken knows what the UNHCR is. He's been around. He knows what it is. So when he writes op-eds, I think he had an op-ed in 
you know, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I think he had an op-ed in The Guardian. He had an op-ed somewhere in the last week or two where he was talking about this this whole controversy. And he said, you know, he, just, he didn't mention at all that there are other agencies. And so he's a guy who knows. And so I know that he's not being honest. I know that he's a guy who's who's really just being malicious at this point. Sure. Sure. Um, and have you received any blowback for your role in this? I know Razzy is, is uh, kind of viewed you as kind of starting this, but I think fairly so in a way but have you and so and you posted it initially on twitter i think right so would you and twitter's not famous for being a um a sort of very common reason place right so what kind of reaction did you get uh positive or negative to, to all this so, so first of all uh i mean i can only imagine what hill lawyer from un watch is getting this week poor guy <laughs> uh, but i you know i've gotten the pretty the run-of-the-mill death threats and you know all that all that stuff but it just kind of comes with the territory anyone who ever wants to talk about issues like UNRWA and, and tell the truth about it. Um, you know, they'll get the same old Zionazi, you know, Jew, like, I'm not going to say the death threats here on, on YouTube, because they'll probably try to use it to, to get the video <laughs> taken down. But, sure. but uh, you know, yeah, it's, but it's fine. You know, you just kind of brush it off. Yeah, for sure. Um, something, I mean, something else, I guess, and this is a tangential question. So maybe, uh, so you, you can, um, something that I've seen raised a lot in response to this as well, uh, by Guardian columnists primarily was, um, the court, the case brought against Israel in the ICJ by South mm -hmm. Africa. So basically they were saying, um, look, we've just found Israel is in court for genocide, which is, you know, terrible. And the, the court ruled that there's a plausible risk of it. And now we're defunding, um, UNRWA. And basically the suggestion was that, um, Western nations were complicit in genocide in doing this. Uh, what's your reaction to people who are kind of making hay out of all that? I mean, it, it, I, don't get me started. How much time do we have? 15 minutes? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, go for it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's ridiculous. I mean, there, there was an incredible, uh, I mean, maybe we can put this in the chat somehow, but there was an incredible uh, op-ed in uh, Newsweek by John Spencer, who I think is the chief of, of urban warfare at the, at the West Point or some military oriented think tank. Uh, follow him on Twitter, John Spencer. Um, and he had an amazing op-ed in Newsweek where he was basically saying, I have never seen any country, any military go as far as Israel has to prevent civilian casualties, um, you know, by the, you know, among the population of the enemy that it's fighting. It, it's just, it's so, to, to accuse Israel of genocide is is absolutely disgusting. It's ridiculous. It's malicious. It's, it's, um, I mean, it's beyond words, honestly. I, I I, uh, I mean, I'm not going to start debunking the entire narrative, like, yeah. but it's just, it, it's, um, it leaves me speechless, as you can see. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no worries. Um, and something else, I guess, I wanted to follow up on. Um, sure. so what? So the initial root of this then is the Telegram group. Um, is this is the Telegram? I, it's not something I've looked at directly myself. Is the Telegram group still going? Has it been shut down? or what's happened with it? So, so the Telegram group is still going. It's an open Telegram group, so people can can and have kind of entered it and started conversations with with the people in the group. Um, and uh, it's, it's I, honestly, I haven't checked in a few days. Maybe it's closed, maybe it's not. If I, would, if I were them, I'd, I'd close it. Although maybe I wouldn't because, I mean, we've all downloaded me and some other, I mean, Hillel for sure, and UN Watch and some other users that I interacted with on X, they... We've all downloaded the material, so it's all there. So I guess, in a way, it would kind of 
give them up if they try to to hide it by closing the group. But it's still there. Um, I haven't found any other Telegram groups like it, but I'll let you know if I do. Don't worry, and I'll come back on the show. Um, but uh, I, you know, something a point that I emphasized last time I was on, which I'll emphasize again, is that social media for all the the harm that it can cause, and it can cause a lot of harm. Um, it, it can also be used to our advantage. And so, you know, a guy like me, who's not the most tech oriented person in the world, I just figured one night, oh, I'll go look and see if Unra has a Telegram channel. Uh, and then I found what I found and then whatever happened, happened. I mean, so anyone who's listening to this, who who is enthusiastic about trying to fight for the truth and, and fight for Western civilization and fight for Israel and for the Jewish people, any of that good stuff, you know, it you can do it. It's it's really, it's it's accessible. It's not that complicated. And eventually with some with some practice, you can figure out how to expose things like I was fortunate enough and lucky enough to find. Yeah, I guess that was something that I found um, quite extraordinary about the initial story. And part of what is it's part of what made me wonder about the media, because although you're a journalist, um, you're not quite just a random you know, person, um, but you basically did a, you know, a Google search, went on to Telegram, typed it in, right, and found it. So it was there waiting to be found. And we and sorry, to... by the way, that also, I don't mean to, sorry, I have, Go for it. So I lose my train of thought, but uh, it's, it's amazing that, that nobody had thought of this before because the, the Telegram group is years old and all anyone had to do was just look. And so yeah. all these journalists, you know, whenever they're, they're, you know, fielding allegations about UNRWA or any of these investigative journalists who, or any experts who purport to be so well-versed in these issues, like all you had to do was just go on Telegram. It's really not that hard, but they never even thought of it or worse. They thought of it, but just decided not to or worse, worse. They thought of it. They did it. They found the group and they just didn't care because an UNRWA group of 3000 UNRWA employees on Telegram, you know, nobody, nobody knew about it, really. I don't mm. know. It seems kind of unlikely to me. So, but, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just no. No, no, no. I mean, you were basically getting at exactly what I was, um, what I was going to say, because the news media, I think is thought of and likes to think of itself as being kind of um, looking for the next scoop, right. Or having its finger on the pulse. Yeah. And yet that was, that was sitting there, as you say, for years. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you tried, was it just Google translate basically that you used or? Chat GPT. And then I, oh, okay. I corroborated it with some Arabic speaking colleagues, um, but chat, but they, chat GPT was 95% accurate. So sure. The paid um, version, the paid version. <laughs> and and so I guess kind of like you say in a sense the basis for any good journalist is looking for the story and in some way they must have either not been looking for it I mean I, the suggestion you're making is it was almost more interesting that they saw it and didn't think to do anything about it uh, I mean I, I really really hope that that's not the case yeah it, it, it could again it, it could be I don't know it's just to me it's like it, it would be an amazingly well-kept secret um Especially because there are a lot of a lot of journalists who interact with UNRWA on the regular, um, and so for it to just not have come up ever at all seems, yeah. And no, and and by the way, and no UNRWA higher ups. So you know, all the UNRWA employees; these are all teachers in Gaza, but no, no one from the UNRWA establishment anywhere in I don't know where where is UNRWA based? Where, New York, Geneva? I don't know where their, their headquarters are, but nobody there knew that this group existed. I don't know. To me, it seems. I don't need to yeah. be conspiratorial, but no, I I think it's a reasonable um, suggestion because a quarter of the UNRWA employees in yeah. Gaza, at least according to the numbers here, let's assume that you know all or most of the three thousand are, are, are you know UNRWA teachers. 
that's a quarter of, I'm terrible at math, but I think that's a quarter of the employees in Gaza. And this is the first yeah. time I'm actually thinking about that. Um, headquarters in Amman, Jordan, and Gaza. So yeah, I mean, what, nobody in, in Jordan? And it just, so anyway, that's, that's an enormous amount of people. So the fact that nobody flagged this is... Yeah, well, and as you say, for years, the problems with UNRWA have been coming out and they get, you know, they, I guess they're gaining a bit of a critical mass at the moment, but right. stories about what are being taught to children. Last time you we were on, you were talking about things which are in textbooks, right? Um, sure. Praising of martyrs, all this kind of stuff. There's, it, if the higher ups didn't know about that, it would surely have to be kind of criminal levels of negligence. They would really have to be kind of sat in an office somewhere trying not to find out what's going on. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, I see, I've been seeing the, the hashtag trending on all these social media platforms, defund UNRWA, which is great. I love it. Defund UNRWA, but maybe also disband UNRWA, right? Mm. Because we're, we're clearly talking about systemic, systematic levels of negligence, like you're saying. I mean, how can you trust these people to, to take care of you know, millions of quote unquote Palestinian refugees, uh, if they can't even, if they can't, you know, yeah. if they can't even do their basic level of due diligence and, and, and make sure that you don't have terror supporting or terrorists in your, in your midst, in your employ, uh, that to me is, is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so I guess then in the long-term perspective, I mean, we mentioned this a little bit already, but, um, do you think this is going to lead to kind of a serious reform and either the dismantling of UNRWA or um, a serious restructuring or long-term problems for the UN, anything like so this? So I think, listen, there's a chance. There's definitely a chance. We have to continue the pressure. We have to con continue having groups like UN Watch, shows like yours, people who are on the internet sounding the alarm. We need to continue lobbying congressmen or MPs or whoever we can to make sure this issue does not escape the headlines because it is unacceptable that taxpayer dollars from all over the world are going is going to this organization which is paying the salaries of of terrorists is is unacceptable um and you know will it whether whether so should UNRWA be disbanded yes in my opinion yes uh, definitely um if it isn't which would be a mistake I think that we need to make sure we do everything in our power to to expose to continue exposing the truth about this institution do not let up do not break do not you know relent continue looking investigating uh you know we have our eyes on them and uh we we're not going to stop mm. and so then i guess in to the end of uh keeping up the pressure maybe you don't want to give away any uh trade secrets or anything but are you, are you looking into anything further relating to this so is there anything you're working on uh i'm always looking into it um I have a lot of projects and a lot of commitments, but uh, it's definitely, I have my my finger uh, on the pulse. Uh, if anyone has any leads that they want to shoot my way, by all means, uh, I'm on Twitter. I think my handle is at uh, E Fishberger, F-I-S-C-H-B-E-R-G-E-R. -E uh, yeah. I mean, so if anyone has any leads that they feel like they, they can't handle on their own, I'm happy to try and take a crack at it. Um, I would also recommend reaching out to Morgan and the crew of the Iron Rand Center, uh, because I'm sure they'd be interested in hearing as well. Uh, I don't mean to be presumptuous. Um, <laughs> no, 100%. but but uh, but yeah, that's what I would recommend. Yeah, for sure. Also, as I've now discovered, a very good Twitter feed. Um, I was reading through some of the articles you were retweeting. The one you uh, tweeted, I think, uh, one of your most recent tweets about Vox, actually about. Um, oh yeah, that was a really interesting article. Actually, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to me that that you know. 
this is a totally different issue. I mean, it's a little bit connected, but you know, when 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 the media quotes, you know, NGOs that are very clearly linked to uh, Hamas, and they quote them as like an authoritative source, to me, it's it's also just unacceptable, and it speaks to to a level of I don't even know what the word is, but it's almost like how the media also routinely quotes the uh, Gaza Health Ministry, which is yeah. Hamas run. And they quoted them as if there's some sort of authoritative source, as if, you know, nobody should nobody should scrutinize those numbers at all. They just kind of take it as gospel to me. It's, it's crazy. Um, the health ministry, I think, is one of the most extraordinary examples because there are other, I think, things similar to it, which the media might do and then they'll get criticized and they'll renege on it. But I've, I've never seen them stop quoting those numbers or accurately kind of explain why they what what's their rationale for thinking that they're reliable. Yeah, I mean, remember the the on October seventeenth, there was the uh, hospital that was quote unquote hit by an Israeli airstrike, and supposedly within twenty five minutes, the Hamas health ministry, under the dead of night and under thousands of tons of rubble, was ma managed to uh to discern that you know five hundred Palestinians were killed, among them thirty one kids, and this many were injured in like twenty five minutes, and the media just took it as gospel. Oh yeah, of course, this makes total sense. There's nothing sketchy about the story at all, and then what 12 hours later it came out that no it was actually an errant misfired islamic jihad rocket um mm. and i'm pretty sure that the hamas health ministry still counts those 471 uh supposedly that i mean it was it was not 471 needless to say uh, not even close by orders of magnitude less and they still count them in their death toll and the media still parrots that death toll so we know definitively that it's inaccurate um and they continue to parrot those lies so yeah, I think they also um, they include the or would include the death of soldiers in their total number of deaths, right? So, it, but they were it's always reported as if those are civilian numbers as yeah, well. Yeah, they don't make a distinction between combatants and non-combatants, which is, you know. Yeah. Uh, so literally, if you go onto the, it just says zero. There's zero combatants killed. Zero. Yeah. So. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, just since we're in the final few minutes, let's just uh, run through the super chat. So we have $3 from Enric Teller. Thank you, Enric. $1 from Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. $3 from Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. And then five Canadian dollars from Jeff Bannister, who asks, is UNRWA responsible for the school indoctrination curriculum? Um, I mean, yes, but I would also, uh, I mean, I think that we also need to do better as citizens of our countries to make sure that our governments who are funding UNRWA take the necessary measures to stop it. So, um, you know, I hold us to a, a high, us meaning the West, I hold us to a higher standard than, than UNRWA. Um, so wherever you're from, make sure your government stops funding UNRWA. Yeah, for sure. I, and I guess towards that end, would you recommend people write to politicians? Um, what kind of like direct action do you think people could take that might be worthwhile? Honestly, it probably depends on where you are, but you know, Media politicians is probably the best uh, the best avenue. Uh, you're if you're in the U.S. congressional representatives in the U.K. I'm not really sure how it works exactly, but your your elected officials definitely I'd say are now that I'm thinking about it are the best route. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, we've got two minutes left, and the reality show is starting after this, so we'll just wrap up. Thank you so much for coming back, Aten. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Um, I hope if the you know if this story develops, we can hopefully have you back. I know you're you're going to be very busy, but <laughs> may, maybe we can find some time. I'd love to. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Pleasure. Thank you. All the best.